It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. This is a Spiva Media production. It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. There, my bus of awesomeness riders. I just totally realized that that sounds like I am like in charge of a roller coaster, like at Cedar Point or something. Like maybe at the end, I should say, enjoy your day here at America's Roller Coast. Anyway, I'm getting off topic already, and I just started. I am getting ready to leave for the week, so this may be my last episode, um, at least till the weekend. Um, I'm going to try really hard to get an episode done during the week, but I am about ready to head out today. I've got a three-hour drive, I think, um, to a mission trip. So my daughter and I will be headed on out for a mission trip with our church in a little bit, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to record. So I'm quickly recording right now before I head out the door. In my last episode, I talked about the better than nothing workout, which in a nutshell is for those of us just starting out. Like I know we should work out, we just haven't for a variety of reasons. I also wanted to mention that I did make up a free principle and it's on my website, which is www.yourdailydoseofawesomepodcast.com to hang on your fridge should you decide to work out while making pancakes, which is what I was doing because... I'm pathetic like that. In this episode, I'm going to talk about how I navigate my way through talking to other adults. So introverts, teachers, stay-at-home moms, and anyone else who rarely has the opportunity, opportunity to converse with adults, this one's for you. But first, a break. In my line of work, I rarely get a chance to talk to my peers, and often when the rare occasion happens, I feel a little anxious and inadequate. I think the reason I feel this way is because I'm really not around adults, and therefore I'm out of practice. I'm a fifth grade teacher, so at the end of the school year, things get a little crazy. I get a little crazy. Who am I kidding? Testing is over at the end of the year, and we all go into entertainment mode. I barely get to talk to my colleagues. Then I'm a children's ministry director, so all year, every Sunday, I have conversations with kids, which honestly is very enlightening. I have a smaller group to teach, and they say some of the funniest things. I also have my own three kids. Two of them are teenagers, so often our conversations are about the most up-to-date things that are going on, you know, so that I can sound cool, 
they tell me the latest dance moves and I think the last one they told me about was called the woe which is kind of odd but I go with it in an attempt to keep current they also like to play the latest music for me and talk about what they're learning in school actually I do learn a lot of interesting things from them I've been in fifth grade for over 20 years and it's easy to get stuck there my teens enjoy telling me about things they learn in philosophy class or the latest novel that they have to read in school I'm really amazed at how educated they sound. But it makes me feel inadequate, though. Because, like, if you ask me anything about fifth grade science, I could probably put you to shame. But anything else? Well, I'm probably going to sound ridiculous. And then I have this podcast, and assuming that most of you are adults that I'm talking to, I'm talking to you, but you're not talking back. So it's not the same. And yes, I'm married, but I don't live with my husband. We talk on the phone, but it's mostly to touch base to make sure that the other one is still alive. And in traditional marriages with children and everyone lives under the same roof, I'm pretty certain that most spouses don't get to talk to each other very often. And then my husband is a minister, and he's been reappointed to two different churches since we've been together. So for me, being the wife and the one who mostly talks to children all day, I get very anxious when I have to meet new people, when we have to go to yet another new church. And I'm always worried about what am I, what am I going to say? Like, am I going to sound ridiculous? And I remember a time when I went to some kind of event with my dad years ago. It was an adult event and had nothing to do with kids. I'm not even sure what it was or why we were there, but it was all adults. And um, my dad introduced me, and I remembered I had to stand up and say a little something about myself. And as soon as I stood up, I looked around the room, and I said, wow, this is so strange having to talk in front of a bunch of grown-ups." And they, like, burst into laughter and at first, I couldn't figure out why. And here, it was because I used the word grown-ups. There have often been times when I've had to ask people to re-explain things to me at a level that I will understand. I've been in fifth grade for, like, forever. <laughs> what in the world has happened to me? And I start thinking, well, maybe I have social anxiety. Maybe. Well... I looked it up to see, and here's the definition according to Google. So social anxiety is the fear of being judged and evaluated negatively by other people, leading to feelings of inadequacy, inferiority, self-consciousness, embarrassment, humiliation, and depression. Well, I'm definitely concerned when I have to go into social, social situations with my peers, but not fearful. I wouldn't say I'm fearful that I'll be judged and evaluated negatively, but definitely concerned. Um, I definitely feel inadequate, but that's about it. So maybe I have a, a mild case. I mean, I'm not all worked up over it to the point where I won't go or to the point where, you know, I go into deep depression or anything like that. But I think I have maybe a touch of social anxiety. So if you know that you have it or you just are out of practice being around other adults or you're just not good at social situations, I have four tips that have helped me. So number one is to smile. I've actually had to work on this. I don't have a naturally friendly face unless I'm smiling. And it's not natural for someone to be constantly smiling. But I've been told by many well-meaning friends that I look like a snob and intimidating. And I don't want to look like that. I really want to look like I'm friendly and welcoming. So I have to smile more than the average person. 
And for the most part, I have to keep it there. So as I'm walking around the church or at work or wherever, I'm smiling, even if I'm not in a good mood. And then when I'm not around people, I'll give my face a little bit of a break. But I am aware that, you know, my natural look is not friendly because it's been brought to my attention. And when I look at myself and I've seen pictures where I'm not smiling, I can see why people would think that. So you should smile. Number two, say hi to everyone. My husband has mastered this one. He says hi to everyone who walks by. We'll be on a walk and he'll say hi to people he doesn't even know. For me, this was a tricky one. I don't know why, but I think it's just a really unique thing. I mean, start paying attention. How many people say hi to you as you pass them? Probably none. The people I work with are all super friendly, but I've walked by them and said hi and got nothing in return, which is totally fine. I just think that most people just don't do this, but I have discovered it is really nice when people do. It'll be hard at first if you're naturally shy, but it will give you the appearance of being friendly, even if you're not. (laughs) You can even throw in a how are you if you want to get really fancy. Number three, compliment people. One thing that I get anxious about when meeting new people or even if I know them is that I will have nothing to say. There's always something kind to say. My go-to compliment usually for women is, I love your nails. Where did you get them done? Or, I love your highlights. Who does them? Or, I love your scarf or your earrings or your shoes. You get the picture. You can always ask how their kids are or if they have, um, if they have any kids or how work is going. If you know what they do. And number four, my last tip is to get people talking about themselves. People know about themselves more than anything else. And as humans, we love to talk about ourselves. So hopefully the other person understands this one and will ask you about your life as well. And bam, you've got yourself a pretty good conversation and possibly a lifelong friend. So if you have social anxiety or you just simply don't get around other grown-ups or adults, whatever, <laughs> those are four easy things I have used to break away from my shyness. It has worked for me, but um, and I'm definitely getting better at it the more that I do it. I've, I've definitely come a long way. If you are super extroverted, I would love to hear how you can talk to anyone and feel totally comfortable with it. So let's continue the conversation in the Facebook group by going to www.facebook.com slash groups slash Y-D-D-O-A. You can also find, my, find me on Instagram at yourddofawesome and on Twitter at Cindy Liming. Cindy Liming is C-Y-N-D-I-L-I-M-I-N-G. And if this episode has resonated with you or if you know someone who is in the same boat as me, please share this episode. That would mean a ton to me. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a really great week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.